Welcome back to the western side of the all-star game. We got the same old as the last one. We're going to go through our starters. We're going to go through our reserves. We got two people on the side that we feel like should make it. And then we're going to talk about some fringe players that, you know, are more than deserving of an all-star game. And we would not be upset if they made it. But personally, didn't make our cut. You know, I'm here with Joe, LaRusso, Brandon, DeGroote, and we're going to get it popping today. How y'all doing, guys? Same as always, man. Happy to talk basketball. All right, so let's get to it. I mean, just like the last one, this one might be a little bit more obvious because I, I personally, I didn't think James Harden, we were going to be unanimous with a point guard. But for the Western Conference, I know you guys are with me on this. Steph Curry, starting point guard for the Western Conference. Without a fucking doubt. This man is un- unbelievable. So, yes, Steph Curry for sure starting at point guard. What do you yep. say, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's a conversation. There's three guards that deserve two starting spots. So, I think we should name our starting guards and then hit the stats on why we named our starting guards. All right. And I picked Dalla Dame. Oh. All right. And that might be a hot take. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. I mean, have just been great. What do you say, Brandon? Who's your who's your secondary guard? So my second guard is Luca, which is this is why mm. I wanted to have this conversation because Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Luca, and Damian Lillard, I think are sort of that like they're the trifecta that all three of them deserve to start at the start All Star game, but just there's only two of them that can start, and that's why I think I have Curry and Luca as my starting backcourt, but. I don't I don't hate the fact that the Able has Dame, you know, it is what it is. You could really yeah. inter- interchange them. I just have I mean Curry, I have I uh, we all have Curry so let's just say that we 30 points a game, 5 and 5, 50% from the field basically, 43% from 3, 67% true shooting percentage. Like he's Nuts. killing it in like Nuts. offensive 7th overall. Everybody ahead of him is a center. Everybody ahead of him is a center. That's insane, dude. It's insane. And like it's like he's shooting three. Like you shouldn't have that high of true shooting percentage when you're shooting like half court logo shots. You like you just yes. mathematically would be just have a lower percentage, but he's at the pace of centers that, that are shooting 2 feet away from the rim. Like it's just insane. So yeah, I Steph deserves yeah, number 1 point yeah. guard. And then for me too, Luka is just 29, 8, and 9, 47% from the field. Like, he's just, he's Luca. He's insane. So those are my Got two it. guys. But but Dame is also great, too. But he just misses the cut between those two guys. Yeah, I mean, like you said, hand-in-hand, hand, both averaging 29 points a game. Obviously, Luca's going to get more boards, more assists. But it really just comes down to the clutch time and free throw percentage. They're pretty much both getting eight free throws a game. But for Dame to be hitting 93% of his free throws is huge. And the three-point percentage as well. Dame hitting 38%. Luka is a little bit on the lower end with 33.5. So that, that's the difference for me, obviously, for the guards. For shooting is huge. And don't get me wrong, Luka's the first guy off my bench. Like you guys said, it's a three-headed race. But, you know, Dame is not getting any love realistically i think from a lot of people and he's i mean i know joe's with me on this but he could be a dark horse mvp you know we'll see how it goes and he hasn't had as much help obviously luca the mavs have underperformed as well but cj mccollum is out he's got really no backcourt help 
Um, he's got a lot of help on the front court, but that not even like in the wing. So it's yeah. something to take into account. And Dame's putting the team on the back, uh, similar to the, to the East where we talked about Bradley Beal, and that's kind of the edge for me. Yeah, you guys got me feeling crazy because uh, before I go into it, my my favorite Steph Curry stat is that he's shooting. 58.2% on two-point field goals. And by comparison, LeBron is shooting 56.4%. So at 6'3 and freaking 200 pounds, he's shooting better than LeBron, who's obviously a human freight train, one of the best like offensive players going to the basket in the league. So that's just ridiculous to me. You should not be able to shoot from three and two better than the best guys in the league. So Steph Curry's a lock, that's for sure. But at shooting guard, man, I this I'm, I'm sticking with the trend of going with guys that are winning. And I actually have Donovan Mitchell. Oh, I have Donovan Mitchell as my starting what? shooter. I have, I have him in over the cup. Over Luca and Damian Lillard? I have him over Luca. I have him over Dame. So th- oh, these are, these my are, God, dude. I can't okay. hit out any other, man. He's it. on my bench. Him I, and Luca are on my bench. Those are my two guards on the bench. I'm just going off of what he's done to add to his offensive repertoire. So he's shooting 39% from three, which is a career high for him. What's he shooting from the and field? He's also shooting 8.7 shots from three. So that's the most he shot as a NBA yeah, player. So that's I why respect his, that. That's why his field goal percentage has decreased. His field goal percentage overall is 42%. So that's not ideal, but I think I mean, I'm just saying you just you happened, just said what is what was Steph's shooting percentage from 2 point percent though and like I mean, come Steph on. is shooting it's, Steph is I'm the greatest saying, shooter of all time. Steph is I'm, the greatest all right, shooter I, of all I time. agree, but I'm just saying like you even look at like day like people that shoot a lot of threes are usually better than 42%. That's where I just ding them a little bit. It's totally justifiable, but now you sound like Shaquille O'Neal, and I want you to know it's not cool to be a hater. I mean, so I I don't want to spoil my guy, but there's guys I have uh, uh like over Donovan Mitchell. Wait, so Donovan Mitchell didn't make your cut, Brandon? He 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 made he made my cut, but he made he better. This team is not a one seed without Donovan Mitchell. If you take away Donovan card. Mitchell, I didn't know we were guest hosting Shaquille O'Neal over here, man. No, I'm definitely I'm definitely not Shaquille O'Neal because. I have another jazz player ahead of Donovan Mitchell who Shaquille O'Neal will not approve of. So Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, I just I have to give Mitchell credit for leading this team because I, I was trying to say there's no way this team is a one seed if they don't have Mitchell. And him focusing on his three-point shot after not really having it. Since he's been in the league, his biggest comp has been Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade never shot 8.73s a game on 39% clip. That was a bad comp, though. That was a bad comp. He's he's a, always been a better shooter than Dwayne Not Wade. Not really, though. He's he's a super athletic freak that can go to the basket and get free throws. I don't, I don't think it's a bad comp. I think now with his three-point game, it's it's not a fair comp because Dwayne Wade couldn't shoot threes like this. But I don't know. I, I thought it was I think he was close. closer to Damian Lillard or Kyrie more than. But those are both way better three-point shooters. Yeah, I, Dwayne Wade's a way better defender for me. Donovan's a good shooter, though. Not from three, though. This is the first year he's done it. But he could hit threes, though. Like no, but I'm I'm gonna agree with Joe. He's hitting it on a way more efficient rate. He has a lot more confidence, especially off screens. And you know he he get, he tries to find a three point shot early in the shot clock because he knows he can make them. So I'll agree with you on that. I mean, th- I'm gonna push back on the D Wade comp just because Dwayne Wade is arguably the best guard defender of all time yeah for sure and for sure yeah no i i'm not saying it was fair i just early like young Dwayne wade when he just got in the league mitchell had flashes of just being very athletic able to get yeah. to the free throw line not the defense so yeah because i mean donovan mitchell has a negative defensive box plus minus so that's you know probably one of the biggest things against him i mean don't get me wrong though he's he's still 
Him and he's still not bad. No, he's still good. He's still good. The stats on the defensive end, though, even on the defensive oh yeah, yeah, end, definitely, I think definitely. He's still, right. So so all right. To push back on your whole, he gets to the free throw line. He's averaging five free throw attempts a game, which is like if you look at like the top like twenty five scorers, he's like pretty much at the bottom of like all the like. He does not get to the. He's had, he's shooting eighty four percent from the free throw line, but like he just doesn't get to the free throw line as often as you would think a guy like him would. And yeah. like if he just like all he's really only just shooting threes. Like that's like his game at this point. And he's like at the last hey man, like, five minutes of the game, he's he's like the main scorer. He's a closer. I, he definitely is. Yeah. I just uh, I just I just don't see how you can have him over Luca or Dame. I think you if you switch Donovan with Luca or Dame. If you put Luca or Dame again, I'm gonna do my exercise. You put them on the Jazz. Where are the Jazz at? You probably feel a lot better than no, you with Donovan. No. Joe's favorite exercise, yeah, right? I, here. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't love it, but I'll concede in this case. Yeah, if if you switch either one of those out, I, I just think I want to reward winning is all I would say. And when you're the best team in the league, 23 and five is the best start. The but Jazz he is so far. He's a big part history. of why. But again, what like, are they? 19 and one in their last 22. Some ridiculous dude. They've gone on multiple streaks. 19 and one in the like against the spread in their last like 20 games. It's just insane. Like yeah, yeah. And he's the engine. He's the. But engine. He is, but at the same time, he's not. I don't think. I think they got other players that are more valuable. To be, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. No, I, I, this is good debate. You this know, is good debate. Speaking Let's of both sides of your mouth position. right there, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. He is, but like, nah, he's not, you know. But he's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I see you. Okay. Okay, Mr. Politician over here. Um, so clearly, I mean, there's four guards that are right there. Those are my four guards. I got Steph and Dame yeah. starting, Donovan Mitchell and Luca on the bench. But let's go on to the front court. My first front court starter. I'm putting Kawhi, and I'll get to it why in a little bit. I'm not saying he's over LeBron. I just think Kawhi will play the small forward, and LeBron will play the pl- the power forward on the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. So agreed. Kawhi, and then we might as well say, I mean, uh, and then LeBron. I mean, any pushback on that? MVP. I mean, I know Joe, you you love LeBron. No. You think he's the you think he's the MVP so far? He's the goat. Yeah, <laughs> we is. get it. He's not the goat, but he's definitely. The MVP. <laughs> I, I for sure agree with that. Had a quick troll you real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I was ready for it, dog. I fucking had my eyes <laughs> Always got your guard up. Yeah, man, yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. but I mean, should we go over the stats? I mean, we went over in depth about LeBron. Um, Kawhi, silently, you know, as he is a silent assassin, silently having a really efficient and good year. And the Clippers, you know, also have a really good record. But should we continue to the next one? Or you guys want to go over kind of Kawhi's stats real quick? I mean, just 26-5-5, and five, 51% from the field, and 39% from three. He's turned into just a great offensive player. He's obviously one of the best defensive players. They got a high record. It's pretty pretty easy on this one. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah, self-explanatory. Yeah, he's averaging two steals a game. The dude, he's just, he's you want him at a starting small forward. And like you said, they're like the second best team, third best team in the West. So you got to yeah, start him. And- his turnovers, man, one point eight a game. That's ridiculous. To be under two under For two real? turnovers a game as the number one guy on a team, that's yep. that's amazing. You can't say you can't say enough about that because obviously turnovers play a huge factor in as possessions get more precious. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And then I think another finally for the final front court starter, I think another guy that's going to be pretty unanimous is going to be Jokic. Um, Possible MVP, and I think the fifth starter to round out the West. What you guys think about that? No, yeah, I, it's pre- again another obvious one. Fifty-six yeah. percent from the field, 
38% from three, 26 points, 11 boards, and 8.7 assists a game as a center. This dude is unheard of. Like it, like God mode, bro. He, yeah, God mode. He's God mode. Like hopefully they do start winning because I feel bad. He's obviously not in a quite Bradley Beal situation. Like they obviously are competitive, but I I hope they are competitive. Like actually have a chance to like make something this season because. They just—I I want him to get some MVP recognition, but he, he's not going to do it with a with an eight seed. Nah, yeah. The, the fact that he's leading the advanced stats—he's the league leader in value over replacement player and the lead league the league leader in win shares. So those are two stats that, like, when guys are there, you know they're good players, and it really just shows how bad the supporting cast has been. Because if he has a better team, they're definitely in the top four in the West, and it just—they need to get better. And then one of my favorite nuggets for him and Joel Embiid. They're like literally one point. I see what you did there. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Pun intended. intended. One of my little nuggets right there. You know, come on, I'm dropping bars out here. They're they're literally (laughs) one point off of Michael Jordan's greatest player efficiency rating season at during the 1987-88 season when he was the only guy and just putting up every stat. He was averaging his PER was 31.7, and right now he's Jokic is at 30.8, and Embiid was at. 31.1. 31.1. So these dudes are literally on the cusp of greatness, and it's just like you. There's no way either one of them could be off the starting lineups, and they're they're in the MVP conversation. It's them two and LeBron. Yeah. That's it. I think it's a pretty unanimous. You know, those are two with the fives that we we're not going to argue with that. Um, I mean, something about this is those advanced stats might be a little skewed because, like you said, the the Nuggets supporting cast isn't what it used to be to Lou Jeremy Grant, who. Might end up being the most improved player, um, Malik Beasley, who's looking like one of the few good players on that Timberwolves team. So that might be a thing. But either way, there's no denying Jokic is doing great things. He's having an otherworldly season, and I'm sure he already had a bunch of fans, and he's getting a bunch more fans after this. But, like I said last pod, this is where it gets spicy, because we're talking reserves and I'm sure we're going to have some disagreements. Personally, I already talked about the – we already kind of talked about the guards. My first guards off the bench, Donovan Mitchell, Luka. Anybody else that you guys want to talk about in terms of a guard on the reserves? I, I don't disagree. No, yeah. I have Lillard and uh, Luka as my one and two, and I feel like they're both the first guy off the bench. Yeah, Brandon? So I got Lillard. I got Lillard. But I got ahead of Donovan Mitchell, I got Devin Booker. Tw- 24 points a game. Exact same thing as Donovan Mitchell. Four assists a game, which is one less than Mitchell, but he also is playing with Chris Paul. 49% from the field, which is significantly higher than Donovan Mitchell. And he's shooting 36% from three, which is just under Donovan Mitchell. I think overall, my perception was that Mitchell was having a better year than Booker. Going into numbers, I don't really know if that's true. You look at their teams, they both have a pretty good record. I think, I mean, if you put Rudy Gobert on the Suns, I think maybe they're a little bit better. But, I mean, I think they're pretty close. I, I don't, like, it's hard It's hard for me to say Donovan Mitchell's having a better season than Booker besides just the win column. But I think that's part, partly because he has a better team. But they both are winning. They're both winning. And I, I think there's, it's pretty close between both of them. But I got Booker the slight edge over uh, Mitchell. See, this is where I might I got the really hot take, and this was my hardest decision while making this Western left team. Left him off. Oh my god! I left Devin Booker off for De'Aaron Fox. I left Devin Booker off for De'Aaron Fox. They, they both made it as my last two cuts. Yeah, I think I yeah. got De'Aaron Fox too. But. Yeah, I left him off for De'Aaron Fox. Um, 
De'Aaron Fox is doing really good things. I mean, I put him side by side, and it really comes down to De'Aaron Fox is averaging three more assists than him, shooting, shooting, or not shooting better, but but that's why Booker is average has better percentages than from the field and from three than Fox. He's averaging more points. He does has less less assists, but I mean it's close. I think they they both are close. I think. Fox, yeah. Fox just I mean, took the leap, so that's why I kind of agree with Abel in that he, I like, if you take away Devin Booker from the Suns, obviously they wouldn't be that good, but there's a chance that they could be in the the what's it called the play-in tournament. Whereas if you take away De'Aaron Fox from this Kings team, there's no way they're even close to being in the play-in tournament. So I well, that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually have De'Aaron Fox over Mitchell too on my. <laughs> Wilding, bro. This, the, the Huge Donovan Mitchell hater yeah, over here, man. Yeah. I had I have Fox and Mitchell both on my fantasy team. Shout out to my fantasy team, doing great this year. I but, wonder uh, why. You yeah, know, a lot of fantasy shout outs. A lot of fantasy yeah, shout outs. Yeah. As someone who's been watching both of them all year, Fox has slightly been more consistent than Mitchell. I think. In, I mean, they're both pretty close. I think Booker, Fox, and Mitchell are all really in that same. That same tier, I think, really. You could kind of there. pick your poison there. Yeah. But Yeah, I mean, they're all getting similar usage, similar, similar like value over replacements. I just think percentage-wise, Booker's just the best one. And then Fox, I, Fox, I have slightly over Mitchell, though. Yeah. Booker's the best scorer, for sure. Because Booker, his superpower is his mid-range game. So when you bring up that he's shooting better from the mid-range than Mitchell and Fox, it's like that. that's just what he's been able to do since he got into the league. So I, I would just say the fact that Booker isn't like a two-way player, like – Fox and Mitchell, and not even that Fox is like a lockdown defender, but I just think him and Mitchell both can play a little bit better defense than Booker. Yeah, and uh, another thing, it came down for the advanced stats for me. I mean, value over replacement, De'Aaron Fox is better. He's got a higher, much higher uh, plus minus, almost 2.4, which is pretty substantial. And while the shooting, I mean, you know Devin Booker's a better shooter than De'Aaron Fox. No one's going to argue on that. But he's just doing more for his team, and that might be another thing where Jokic, where he just doesn't have the same supporting cast that Devin Booker does. But still important, and still that's what the difference was with including De'Aaron Fox and leaving Devin Booker out. And trust me, I contemplated this for, I think I prepared for this for like four hours, and two hours were if I should put De'Aaron Fox over Devin Booker. This was my hardest decision while creating these rosters. No doubt. But... Anybody else, like in terms of guards, that you know we're we're not given enough respect. I got one more that made my cut. My la- my last guy, the, the last guy to make my cut for my All Star team. Who you got? Shea Gilders Alexander, twenty two points a game, five rebounds a game, six assists a game, shooting fifty percent from the field, and thirty eight percent from three. He's single handedly like taking the Thunder out of the lottery almost, yeah, like. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they're not too happy about it, but at the same time, they're g- probably glad that he's playing as well as he is. Like, he, the Thunder are legitimately competitive, and, like, they're in that same, you know, like, Kings, Pelicans, like, tier, where you would think they'd be a lot lower than that. But I think Shea is having a great year. If he doesn't make it, I don't know if I'd be that upset because he'll probably make one in the, in the future at some point. But he, he, he got the edge for me. But, uh, yeah. I think he's having a pretty good season. I like that pick. Yeah, he, he's he's a good player. It's just another thing with OKC's not really competitive. Well, they're competitive in games, but you know. But they they I mean they're they got the same record as the Kings, and I I mean Shea and 
Darren Fox, like you can kind of pick your poison. And Shea is like a legit two two way player. Like he, you could say Darren Fox and Mitchell are kind of two way players, but Shea is like a legit defender, and he's playing great offensively. Like again, you switch him, I don't. Th- it's probably not that different, but he's in that same Devin Booker, Fox, Mitchell tier, I think. But he just again because he's on the Thunder, he's not going to get as much consideration. Yeah, my only criticism for SGA is just. In the postseason last year, you wish he would have played a little bit better. That was the bubble, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm not going to hold that against him, you know? I, I'm not either. I can't either. But at the same time, I, if you want to compare him and Mitchell, like Mitchell's been a good playoff performer every year that he's been in the NBA. So it, it's it's this is a regular season award, so what I'm saying doesn't totally fit. But I, I, I really think you, you hit something with SGA because those numbers and the fact that they're tied with the Kings. I, I did not consider him and I feel stupid now. I think he, he probably could have made it over Fox with those numbers. Cause like you said, he's, he can guard one through three and he's leading that team. They, there's no way they would be competitive without SGA. Yeah, that's true. I mean, SGA is a beast and he's the future for the thunder. No denying that. Um, but now that we did the reserve guards, let's, let's move it on to a little bit to the front court. First guy off the, off the bat. And again, a little skewed because I got him on the fantasy squad, but that really showcases how good he's been. And it's Paul George. I think Paul George is not getting enough credit. He's having as close as he was to going back to the Pacers. And that's the first guy I have. I mean, averaging 24 points a game. That's pretty much what he was having. Five assists, six rebounds, 1.2 steals. His turnovers are a little bit high with 3.6, but then also shooting... Over fifty percent from the field, which is which is great for a wing. Forty seven percent from three, though. There's an argument that Paul George is having the better season than Kawhi. That like he could start over Kawhi in this game. I, we all gave it to Kawhi. He does. He gets the edge just because he just is Kawhi. But I mean, Paul George is what what he's doing this year is is yeah. He, he's having a great season. I think like yeah yeah great plus minus great value over replacement great win shares. Um, I mean him and Kawhi are, have become that one two punch that they advertised before the before of last season and we'll see if it pans out but i think that's a pretty clear front court reserve for me because he's a borderline starter let's be real um no pushback on that we're all in agreement on that yeah the the only reason he's not a starter honestly is because of the games played if he plays more games he's a starter because the numbers and don't no don't don't say that you got durant starting like that's the same thing ah I guess you're right. I guess you're right. They are playing the same amount of games. He's just a sixth best player. He's just a sixth best the, player. The he West is the West is more loaded at the small forward position though, so I don't know. I, it is. Yeah. It really is. So that's, that's why, why I'm like, not, he's not doing anything right. Yeah. No. It, it's it's a close race, but you're right. It's he's he's definitely on the reserve. And then after that, I mean, it's an unfortunate pick just because of what just happened, and he probably will end up getting replaced. But Anthony Davis, I mean, he is having a down year, but he's still one of the best players in the league. And Brandon completely disagrees that he's one of the best players in the league. What's good? No, no, no. He definitely is. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, it was it was tough. I think the, his injury made it easier for me, and it's going to make it easier for everyone else this year that is going to leave him off the ballot. But I had to leave him off my team, honestly. If what? you look at his, his stats, you look at his stats, he just, he's, uh, he's all right. He's having an all right season. 22 points. Eight rebounds. That's great. Twenty nine percent from three. That's gross. He's not a three point shooter. One point eight. 
he he could shoot. He's because he's better than twenty nine percent though. He's I mean and he like, is, just, but he, he's like Chris Bosh, man. He's so much better in the mid range than he is from three. I mean he's he's having a good season. It's just he's not having an Anthony Davis season. And he's shooting 50, 57.5 from two, so he's still shooting he's a high clip water, from man. two. That's that's where you want him to be. Yeah, but I think he's just down to twenty two points and eight eight boards is just uh. It's weird. But that's the that's the emer- that's the emergence of Schroeder. That's the emergence of Montrez Harrell. You and know? Gasol, yeah. It, yeah, and Gasol, he he did a lot of his work on that second unit, not necessarily with him and LeBron together. And for him to have that help, he doesn't necessarily have to. So I'm going to push back a little bit on that. I mean, almost still getting two blocks a game, uh, over a steal a game. I think he's just uh, he's becoming a little more efficient. And sure, you want those three-point percent. It's a three-point game. The the game has turned into a three-point shootout. shootout but the fact that he's shooting so high from two-point percentages, I'd like to see that three. He has three three-point attempts a game. I'd like to see that come down a little bit and keep it at those mid-range games. So I still think it's enough to get him in the All-Star nod. I mean, he's probably not going to play anyway. That's what I'm saying. It's a little bit of an asterisk because he's not going to play. Yeah. He's probably going to get replaced. But That's kind of why I didn't even I – didn't, I, like, it made it easy for me where I just left him off because, like, yeah. it was a tough call, but, like – it, it would be tough if he was playing, I think. like I feel like you almost have to give it to him because he is Anthony Davis. But That's, yeah. I think if you look at people's numbers, I think there's people that are kind of having better seasons than Anthony Davis. He's essentially the Devin Booker spot. I didn't I put Anthony Davis instead of Devin Booker to keep the front court mold because I would probably have Devin Booker there. Um, and those those defensive numbers you said, Abel, too. He's the best defender on the Lakers. So, like... And they're like, like probably like a top five team in terms of uh, defense in the league. So like Anthony Davis is the reason for that. I, I think he deserves to be on the reserves. They're the number one team on, in terms of team well, defense. So yeah, so yeah, it's because of Anthony Davis. We'll, we'll see how that holds up. You know, after now that he's out. Mm. But that's I just couldn't keep him off. He's one of the best players on the be- one of the best teams. Yep. And while his his uh, three point percentage and his uh, points are down. He's still having a pretty good year. Agreed. And yeah, and then after that, like I said, I mean another asterisk pick because he's also injured. But Christian Wood, Christian Wood's having a great year, and he's probably gonna get replaced. We'll see. I mean, he's week to week, and supposedly they were they're gonna give an update on him soon about if he's you know what his current health status is. But he definitely deserves it. He he's having a great year. And he's probably once he comes back, he's probably gonna have an even better year because that Houston team, you know, needs another star player. If you did, you guys even include him, or nah. or am I crazy over nah, here? Yeah, nah, a I little bit it. of crickets. I, it's not. Yeah, I don't know, dude. He, like, if I didn't left Anthony Davis off, there's no way I was gonna put Christian Wood. Yeah, that would be like you know, the like, flaming hot take from Brandon if that was. Yeah, the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he he's like down there in my consideration. He was like, yeah, but like yeah. I, I it was tough for me to actually put him on the list. But and the fact that he's hurt too, like again, he's like he's definitely not gonna make it the All Star team. I feel like because of just his injury wise, so it made it a little easier. Yeah, but it's not the worst pick. Who do you guys have instead on the front court? Like I said, I kept it in a front court mold, um, with Anthony Davis and Christian Wood. I mean, who would you guys have in in front of? We got him? the same guy. I got Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah, Rudy just missed the cut for me. Yeah, he he's the first guy off. I put Christian I think- Wood. I mean, Rudy Gobert's probably gonna make it due to the injuries. And he was the first guy off. Rudy Gobert is 63% from the field right now. Just insane. And he's like second in blocks with 2.8 blocks a game. He's their best defender. 13 and 13. Like, I I think he's more like, I mean, I'm a, I like watching Mitchell play basketball way more than watching Rudy Gobert. 
Like, Gobert's a little boring to watch, but as far as them winning games, like, Gobert might be a bigger reason, if not at least equal part to Donovan Mitchell. Like, I think they need each other. I don't know if either of them would be able to exceed without each other. I mean, Gobert is, I think he definitely is. Makes my my team. Yeah, he's too hard to leave off. I think the biggest thing, like you said, Brandon, is shooting percentages that high shows you that he's fully accepted his role. The last two years, we've heard rumblings that he wants to get more touches or he wants to be a post player and shit like this has I mean, he's played paid big now. men their whole careers. What? He's he's paid now though. He, he doesn't, doesn't, he have, doesn't to. have to worry about it. Like yeah, no, 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 exactly. So it's it's good to they, see. Him. They know what they're getting. He doesn't have to impress anyone. Yep. Because if he was doing that, then I think he wouldn't make the team for me because then he's, he's stretching himself and he's doing shit that he's not well-equipped to do. But becoming the rim runner and the rebounder and the shot blocker that he's meant to be, he's, he's the best in the league outside of Miles Turner. So I think he has to make it. He's Like you, like Brandon said, they have the best record. He's, he's pretty equal to Donovan Mitchell in terms of why they're there. So his at-rim defense is, is untouchable. So, yeah, I think he deserves that 10th that spot. Yeah, and he's become a real presence on the pick-and-roll and lobs. And it's been great, especially because they got so many shooters around him. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, great ball handlers, able to spread the floor and give him some space. Because all he needs is a little bit of space. He'll jump over anyone, as evident by his blocking. To to see it on the offensive end is yeah, like you said too. Him and Mike Conley, they have the best two guys on the court in terms of plus minus. The lineups with them two in it lead the league. So that says something. That shows you how. They affect games in winning ways, and he, he just deserves this spot. Yeah, I, I can't hate. Like I said, first guy first guy that didn't make it and just wanted to give Christian Wood some love. But like I said, it's an asterisk because Christian Wood, Anthony Davis, they're probably not even going to be eligible to play, so Rudy's probably going to make the cut over them. Um, anybody else that I'm missing? Um, I, I personally, last guy on, on that made, and this is going into the reserves, last guy on my squad was Zion. Brandon, you you in on Zion? He didn't make it for me, but he was my first guy off. But yes. he was really close. Yes. It was that like it was, he was as close as it got. I, I like I just think his defense is just really, like it's one thing to not be Draymond that we thought, but he's like legitimately almost like a like a bad defender at this point. Like it's all it's kind of hard like to see this happen. And he's like he's it, like he's not shooting great from three, but he's shooting sixty percent from the field. Like offensively, Zion is who we thought he was going to be, I For feel sure. like. And it's like, I don't even think he's played a full season. The se- He came in like two months into the season last year and then it got shut down. So I don't even know if he's played a full 82 games yet in the NBA yet. But like, like I don't know if we need to, We like we could let the Zion train roll a little bit. Like, like he's still cooking. Like he's, he's on his way. People are, like, yeah. you've heard some rumblings. People are like, some people are either disappointed with him or they're trying to say he should be an all-star. Like, I feel like there you see the extremes on both sides. Like, let's just let the guy do his thing. He's pretty good. I don't know if he's going to make my all team yet, but he, he, he's definitely he's close. He's going to make one at some point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, the free throw attempts a game is great. 7.6. He's almost on that elite level where, you know, the elite guys are getting like around between 8 to 10. So that's already huge. And let's be real, a lot of those are and ones. And. He's not shooting threes, which is good for now. Only taking a three every other game and only shooting 30%, which is good. But he overall shooting 61%, 60, almost 62% from twos, which is, which is beautiful. And those percentages, 24, 24.5 points a game. I mean, I just I, I love what he's doing, and he's, he's honestly taking small leaps offensively. 
And I think once he gets the offensive game, that's when he could start putting a little more effort on the defensive end. Because I think right now he's exerting a lot to be an uber-efficient offensive player. Yeah, he's crazy offensive. It, it, it was really tough. to like. It was between him and Shea for my last spot. But what Shea is doing on a two-way side, I really I just had to give it to Shea. But yeah, Zion, it, it's really close. Yeah, he's like the anti-Steph Curry in terms of gravity because while he's not spacing the floor by any means, just he's like a fucking jupiter planet size individual or when he's rolling to the rim you need like two to three guys like holy shit zion's coming like he pulls defenders and he allows their shooters to get way more open looks than they should get so just having someone like that on the court who what shooters yeah i mean alonzo <laughs> ball Lonzo, man, that's Reddick, Eric Bledsoe. josh hart on a good night not Bledsoe. Steven adams yeah yeah yeah, yeah dude <laughs> he, but he he provides them with looks that they wouldn't get otherwise so i i think offensively he's totally worthy of that all-star spot but like brandon said until he shows it on that defensive end it's really hard to have him in consideration and it's like like i said it's one thing like people were expecting him to be all like an all nba like all defensive player and it's like it's one thing to be like not hit that bar but like to really not even be like a like a good defender is is a little troubling so it's weird i don't know like he just doesn't seem as, as athletic as he was like like when he was at duke but a little more lumbering. Know. We'll see. Yeah, not, not as he, fluid on the defensive end as he is on offense. I wonder if that's like the team is like telling him like, "Hey, don't be jumping like sixty inches into the air and landing on your knees. It's not sustainable." And like maybe he just changed his game. Like, especially because they're, they're not doing anything this year. You know, this team is not set up to have a deep playoff run. So I think yeah, the long view a way, it'd be a waste. Yeah, the the long view would say Zion saved those defensive reps for when it really matters. And, I, I mean, we've seen LeBron do that. Obviously, he didn't do it when he first got into the league. But, hey, man, the, the way that we view the game and the way that we treat NBA bodies is so different since LeBron even came into the league. So maybe the player trainers are just telling him, like, save those jumps, save those reps for when it's crunch time, when it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think it is really him polishing this offensive game, especially inside – inside of the three-point line. And then he'll start expanding on the defensive end, especially later in the season, and start expanding on the three-point game because his shot isn't, like, completely broke. I mean, his shot, is, it, it has some potential. So I think he could I mean, be He just there. doesn't need to shoot. Like, like, like you said, he doesn't he need to shoot, but shot, if he adds like, that, yeah. if he adds that, like, he might end up being that superstar that people hyped him up to be, that next coming of, like, LeBron-type athlete-type basketball player. So... I mean, I, I, he's having he's having such a good year, almost averaging 25 points a game. I, I felt like I needed to include him in the All-Star game. And plus, I mean, at the end of the game, All-Star games are half fun, half um, half uh, like right. an accomplishment. So I'm pretty excited to see Zion. For sure. He's I a mean, 10 it, out of 10. I just, this, like, All-Star, I mean, it's not like we're the ones that are going to decide it. But, like, All-Star games, like, All-Star teams do affect contracts and people make more money when you hit an all-star game. So like, I don't like, I, there is a fun factor to it, but like, I do want to reward the best players and he, he's definitely worthy of it. I just, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, like I said, he'll, he's going to get one, you know, that's why I say we, we don't need to annoy Zion, the next LeBron already. Like we could, 
let it simmer a little bit. He'll get there. Oh no, definitely not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I but I realistically, I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying the majority of the media. Like I said, this media is just extreme wise. Like he, he's either like he, he's not the superstar that we thought he was. He's a disappointment, or oh my god, he's great. We need to put in an All Star game. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. People are either hailing him to be Julius Randle before this this next season or. Or, you know, the next coming of LeBron. Exactly. So, like like you said, it's somewhere in between. And he's his own player. Mm-hmm. He's his own yeah. player. And who knows how his progression is going to be. I mean, defensively and, and in terms of his shooting, the sky's the limit. But there there is a floor right now, and it's pretty low on both of those ends. A little bit more on the three-point shooting. But, uh, I mean, anyone else that we didn't talk about, those are pretty. that's pretty much my team uh, on the Western side. Yeah, it's pretty much my team. I just got... Uh, I mean, really, one of the only guys that we didn't really mention that it was an honorable mention didn't make my team, but Brandon Ingram. Yep. I, I, I mean, I would put Zion over Brandon Ingram, I think, but like they're they're mm-hmm. both pretty close. I mean, Ingram, twenty four points, five rebounds, five assists, almost forty six percent from the field, and like almost forty percent from the three. Like, he's a solid scorer. Again, he's just not great defensively, and the team isn't great, so it's hard to want to reward him but i mean he's having a good year he's worth the mention uh, he's, he's not gonna quite make my, make my team though yeah he's worth the mention for sure yeah if he doesn't get hurt uh someone that i think would have definitely made it was uh cj mccollum he was averaging he definitely would have made it yeah he was killing i almost it, wanted to put him on yeah, my team regardless I but, uh, like I, I i couldn't do it yeah yeah he was averaging 26.7 points per game career high five assists per game also a career high four boards 44% from three, which is just that elite number that it seems like the best scorers in the league are putting up, and then 47% from the field and 84% from the free throw line. So you put it all together, his effective field goal percentage was 59.4, and it's just like when you can score that well, and him and Dame obviously would have probably have the Blazers with a better record if he was healthy, but nonetheless, he's he's only played 13 games. He, he missed the cut for me. Yeah, I mean, and someone else that I want to mention too, just because – I mentioned how much I like them. I like him, especially in terms of most improved, is DeJounte Murray. I mean, career highs in everything, 15 points a game, uh, 1.6 steals, which is not a career high. It's 0.1 below last year, which was his career high, but I think he's going to surpass that. Seven rebounds, which is a career high, and just shooting way better, shooting 48% from from the from a two-point. Um, didn't make the cut. But I think, you know, he, he's someone that I really like. No doubt. Yeah, he, he would have been in consideration for me if his assist numbers were a little bit higher. I think scoring the way that he is is really nice. He's definitely improved as a scorer on offense, but you want his assist numbers to be a little bit higher for a point guard. Yeah, definitely. Only five a game, but either way, career yeah. high. No, yeah. So it, it's definitely on the up and up. And, I mean, that's another one. of The, the Spurs aren't, aren't necessarily a team that is going to be doing spot-up shooting. You know, besides probably Patty Mills, most of them are doing um, their own thing in terms of ISO with DeMar DeRozan, even Derek White. They're usually doing more isolation and creating their own shot. So that's that might be a factor. Not not making any excuses for DeJounte Murray, but I think it's, it's not unrealistic to say that he's going to get six assists this year. Yeah. Average six assists this year. Yeah. As a lead guy on the team, I think that's what you want. If he, if he gets that up to six... Gets his points in the 20. I think he's he could be, like you said, he's going to be someone that makes the all-star team in the future. Yeah, in yeah, the future. Yeah, exactly. But right now, I don't know. You know? 
Yeah, that's what I said last time. I mean, he's not going to make the All-Star team. Just someone, you know, I want to mention because he's on the cusp and he's definitely someone worth mentioning. He was like in my consideration to be in my consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite get there. Don't worry. Don't worry, man. I'm more salty that I couldn't put Devin Booker in there. I mean, it, like I said, Devin Booker and Gobert are probably going to be in there because Anthony Davis and Christian Wood are injured. But I still felt like they were worthy because they're both having – well, Christian Wood's having a career year and Anthony Davis is still being ridiculously efficient. But I think that's a wrap, man. Numero dos. Numero dos on the western side and – a little bit of hot takes, for sure on my end. I know I was catching some. No, heat, Joe with the the Donovan Mitchell, Luca and Dame on the bench is just yeah, it's incredible. I can't believe he did it. I had to bring the fun yeah, Luca and Dame on the bench. Brandon saying Donovan Mitchell's a fringe All Star. <laughs> you know, we all had our takes. It's not as smooth sailing as the Eastern Conference, but that's you know the that's why they call it the Wild Wild West because you never know what's gonna happen out here. But that's a wrap. Catch us on the next one, and I hope you all enjoyed our All-Stars. Peace. Peace. Later.